What about those periods in life when things aren't happening as fast as you would like, or you wish this was solved already, or that completed, or on the scene at least, but it's just not. Today on the Own Your Intuition show, we're going to talk about leaning into divine timing and a hack for making the most of the time you're in, even when it's not exactly what or where you hoped. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. Do you crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things, but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Aimee Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007. I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing that internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. Welcome to today's show. I'm going to start out today a little unusually, perhaps, by making a request. If you love this show, which I hear from a lot of you all the time, and I am so grateful, I literally can't tell you how grateful I am, to hear from each and every one of you when you pop into my inbox or shoot me a text or a DM to let me know how much you love this show, because it really does mean a lot. If you are in that category of loving tuning in, then I'm going to request that you share the show with someone else. Maybe they haven't heard it before, but they would love it too. So thank you ahead of time for doing that. All right, let's dig in. I would say for most of my adult life, I wanted a partner. I know there are some people alive who just don't care or who are neither interested in having a partner, nor is it necessary or meaningful to them to their raison d'être this time around. I was not one of those people. From the time I was dating, so in my teens, I was looking for my life partner. And yet... I was 36 before my husband and I got married. So you can imagine 
this single period went on far longer than I wanted to wait. I wasn't single all of those years. I had various relationships throughout time, but in the end, none of them were lasting partnership material, the thing I was looking for. There are a lot of things I could say about this, things that I can see now in hindsight about my husband and I, like we weren't even ready for each other until we were. And then it happened sort of all at once. We got together, we moved in together, we were pregnant, we were married, we had a baby. It was all green lights the whole time. After nearly two decades of yellow or red lights, I suddenly got the green lights, all the green arrows, all at once. Him, this, yes, now. And it seems a bit crazy to say it all out like that, but it was so natural for us. I still remember how my husband, then boyfriend, started referring to me as his wife shortly after we started dating. He was 39 at the time, so he had also spent years dating other people. I remember asking him, do you call all your girlfriends your wife? And he was like, no, just you. It was just that way, that energetically obvious to us, I guess, when I look back on it now. His name is Jason, my husband. Mine is Amy, as you know. Our friends started to refer to us as Jamey shortly after we started dating, which honestly was so cringe to me. And I made it clear to our friends, but they persisted. It was all of our guy friends who started it. And I had a brother growing up. I still do. But I know from my growing up years, if you repeatedly tell a brother something that is annoying to you, you pretty much guarantee it continuing to happen. So I let it go. Eventually, it wasn't them that let it go. It was me. I just didn't care anymore. One of them actually made a sign, which they put next to our fence, our front fence that said Jamie's, which we had up for years, literally, on our fence. In any case, for me, and I think for my husband too, it was years of waiting, and then suddenly, bam, full on. I sensed a change prior to he and I getting together, and maybe that is a story for another episode, but I had no idea that I would go from wondering where the heck is my guy to married with a baby in my arms so quickly. I didn't even know I was going to have a baby, <laughs> that that was part of the plan. I had no idea that my life was about to do as far away of a shift as possible from my single carefree, doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted lifestyle to nursing a baby in the middle of the night and being full throttle, caring for another being, which takes over everything so quickly, parenthood. But here's the thing. I have often looked back on that last part of my singledom and thought, thank God. And here's why. 
So, you know, I was looking for him for ages, right? My husband. That's how it felt to me. And I certainly went through what felt like excruciatingly long periods of waiting and wondering. But in the last six months of my being single, something shifted for me. Basically, I had a heart to heart with myself, a sort of like get real conversation. I was like, where is he? Well, he's not here. That's what I do know. So get over it. Stop wasting time looking around for him and wondering. I asked myself, what is good about this period in my life? What is right now good for? Right now, when my man, whoever and wherever he is, is not here. I made a list for myself of all the things I loved about being unattached. And then I started just loving that period of my life for those reasons. I stopped looking for him and I stopped caring. I was like, guess what? I don't have to tell a single person on earth what I am doing or where I'm going, for instance. I make 100% of my choices based on my feelings of the moment, and I don't have to consider anyone else's feelings or experiences. I can watch whatever movie I want right now, for example, as I lay on my couch under a blanket while petting my cats. I literally loved that single period of my life in the biggest and most deeply satisfying internal and external way. When I look back on it now, I think I had no idea it was all going to change so fast and so soon. But I milked every single drop of goodness out of the last part of my life when I was single. I enjoyed it and appreciated it to the max, right up until the moment it was gone. So here's the deal. You can't control the timing. I couldn't control the timing. Despite pining for and wanting a life partner for what, two decades? I didn't find him until it was time. I don't think he showed up because I let go. I think he showed up because it was our time. And I don't think there was anything I did or could have done to make that different. We weren't ready until we were. I can't explain that, but I felt it. And like I said, I even felt the shift in myself when it happened, when I felt ready for this. But he was still nowhere in sight. So I was like, well, carry on in your singlehood. (laughs) But I do know that looking back on it and in the years that followed, I felt and feel so complete because of the way that I dove into that period of my life for 
everything it was worth. This is Amy Cartier, and if you just joined us, this is the Own Your Intuition Show, and today we are talking about leaning into divine timing. Here's the thing. Divine timing exists. Even myself, even a professional psychic, I can't see all the nuances in my life as they are happening. I could tell you so many stories from my life of how things that I did that I leaned into at one point in my life or another, when I felt it, created vital building blocks for the next period of my life. But I didn't even know that it was happening at the time. I was just following the energy of the moment, deep diving into what this moment called for. So take a second here. Look around your life. Is there anything happening in your life right now that you are waiting for or you wish was already sorted or worked out? Here is what I do. I start by offering it up. I recognize that I am not in charge. As I said last episode, when we were talking about fear and normalizing fear, this is very relieving for me. When I'm like, okay, benevolent source, I am offering this up. You're in charge. I accept whatever is best and highest. I accept what is now happening. And then I take it one step further. To do this, you ask yourself, what is good about this period? What can I now enjoy about this moment? Ask yourself, how can I wholeheartedly dive into whatever is happening? Because here's something else. You don't know how fast it's going to change. But you do know where you are now. So my advice is to enjoy it. Suck every last good thing you can out of wherever you are. Even if it's not where you want to be or where you envisioned yourself. You won't ever regret being in the now because it really does change so fast, even when you can't see over the fence at the moment. And no matter what the timing of it all is, enjoying the now is always a choice you'll be happy about making because that is where you are. That is where you live in right now. And it may just happen like it did for me that you will wholeheartedly thank yourself for many years to come for enjoying the heck out of whatever phase you were or are in. 
So many times in my life, I have felt like I had to go slow so that I could go fast. Only it didn't feel like that at the time. At the time, it felt like, why is this taking so long? Somewhere around my 35th year, I stopped asking myself that question. And I started asking a different question altogether. Again, what is this period good for? What is the advantage to me of it taking so long for the things that I feel I'm destined for to arrive? What advantage is there to me of these things taking their own sweet time to arrive? I started to realize that there was a sweetness that happened with all of this slowness that I sometimes felt in my life. Like walking, I could really enjoy the ride. Or I should say, I could enjoy and be in the scenery. I wasn't flying by at top speeds with the window and the car between me and the outside. I was out in it. I was actually walking down the road, watching the leaves change color or watching the birds on the telephone wire. Instead of going so fast, it was all passing me by and missing the sweetness and the beauty of this earth and place and time. I was in it. I was enjoying it. So I ask you, what sounds like a better ride for you? Craving and longing and looking and looking and wondering where is the thing, event, experience, when is it going to arrive? Or enjoying the one you are in until it shifts to the next, and then enjoying that one. I wish you so much goodness and so much satisfying patience, (laughs) not the antsy kind of patience, and so much enjoying the leaves as they change as you go along, wherever you are. Big love to you. This is Aimee Cartier, and you have been listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. If you would like freebies for getting to know your intuition better, or even the beginning part of my book for free, head to the show notes or to aimeecartier.com and you will find them. You can also find details about all the programs that I offer and circle up with us if you're feeling it. I'm also on Instagram and newly on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. So find me there, friends, at Amy Cartier. Sending you love. Until next time. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.